Now tell me if you remember No telling if you remember I'll never forget I'll never forget Welcome to the Hashtag Call to Scene podcast, the show focused on the strategic disruption of the status quo in technical organizations, communities, and events. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Hashtag Call to Scene podcast. My guest is Anil Dash. Many of you know him, so I'm really happy to have him on the show. So introduce yourself, Anil. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Anil Dash. I am uh, an old school internet geek. And uh, my job is that I'm the CEO of Glitch, uh, which is a coding community that's taken off. And then uh, alongside that, I do a lot of writing about tech and um, try to carry forward the, uh, the sort of activist tradition that I was raised in and see if I can apply that to tech as well. So as always, we'll start with the two questions. Why is it important to cause a scene and how are you specifically causing a scene? All right. Um, you know, it's important to cause a scene um, because you have to let people know that what you say matters and what your values are matters. And in some ways, if, if they don't hear you, you don't exist. It's out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. And, and, it, and, it, and it ought not be that way. I mean, we ought to be able to be present simply by being present. But, uh, um, you know, there is a uh, there is the world that we live in and 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 there is a lot to be said for having a voice but I, I think the other part of it for me is that sometimes you find out what you think what you really believe by speaking up it clarifies your own position yeah, it does. so there is there is a um there's an evolution that i feel like i go through when i'm like let me make sure i know what i'm saying and that when i write this when i say this i can stand behind it and it really reflects who i am um, so I think that's one of the, the big blessings of, uh, of when you cause a scene, uh, what happens. Um, in terms of, you know, causing a scene, I, you know, I, I, I've been all over the map in terms of professionally, personally, uh, and, and what I do. These days I look at structures and I look at the, you know, particularly in tech, the structural barriers. And... Um, and it's a quieter scene causing. I mean, I, I, at first, you know, you go back 10, whatever years ago, and I'd be on social media and calling people out in, in the big tech companies. And, and it was a very, it, you know, it was like now, and this is not some like patting myself on the back. There just weren't a lot of people doing it. It was just early, you know, okay. especially Twitter. Okay. Twitter was young, whatever. Um, and, you know, and the, and the response was somewhere between you are out of your mind and uh, you're never going to work in tech again. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly not in the conventional industry. Um, and and then just as much from the people that I was speaking to and for appreciation and like finally somebody said it. And there's a lot of elephant in the room stuff then. Like now the, the conversation shifted to much more nuanced and things have progressed a lot. But just if you said like it's wild how unrepresentative tech companies are in terms of the identities of who works there versus who they're trying to serve, which is pretty obvious stuff. I mean, this is basic math. Mm-hmm. And that, that was like, wow, you're way out there. So, um, you know, that was sort of where it started. And now there's, there's sort of like anybody who is denying that or rejecting that is, is actually like acting in bad faith at this point. So there isn't anything to be gained by pointing out just the numbers I mean, there is something to be gained, but, but I don't get a lot of utility personally 
out of just pointing out these numbers are you know not representative. Um, and so I'm looking much more at the structural parts. And part of that for me was in some ways rejoining the conventional industry, running, you know, I, I run Fog Creek software here where we make glitch and and uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about this co-created Stack Overflow and 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 created Trello, and and you know, so there's a lot. I'm so happy you brought that up. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, there's a lot of history here. But this is yeah. a company that's that's the better part of 20 years old, mm-hmm. and um, and still independent, still no outside funding, mm-hmm. still not you know, still very very different than the rest of the industry. And I've been at venture back startups and all that different stuff. Mm-hmm. I've been in every part. And for me, what I saw was I had thought, if you'd asked me, gosh, maybe as recently as two years ago, maybe a little more than that, you know, are you ever going to go work at a tech company, build a product again? I would have said no. I'd left. I was doing nonprofit work. I was, you know, really, really um, and content, you know, and work with amazing people. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I really saw was maybe there's a chance to show people that we can build products and teams and companies that do right. And that for me personally, this is not criticizing anybody else, not taking shots at anybody else. It's just me personally being on social media and saying, you all are doing wrong. Wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. It wasn't enough. It didn't, it didn't change things for people and it didn't redirect resources. And also the, the conventional wisdom had become, well, yeah, you guys complain on on the internet all the time, but you don't know what it's like in the real world. And if and if having a diverse team makes the products better, then where is it at, right? If if having an inclusive team means that you are going to be more innovative and all these other things that we say all the time, then show me the proof. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and not not you know Harvard Business Review case study, but like show me the hot startup that's done this and lived it. Mm-hmm. and followed through on these principles and these values, and then as a result became a wild success. And that, to me, was what galvanized me was, you know, uh, don't talk about it, be about it, was like yeah. this sort of like, okay, um, I'm not doing this too many more times. I'm 42 years old, and I'm not going to be doing, like, let me go do a startup at 60. Like, I'm just not. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a kid, I got a life. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've done this before. It's It's mm-hmm. not... It is not to my taste to do that forever. And so I've only got, you know, this, this, let's call it one more swing at the bat. Then the way I wanted to cause a scene was let's do it. Let's actually build a place, a company that we're proud of, a product that we're proud of, live through the values, make the mistakes, sure, but like at least try and get it right mm-hmm. and see if we can't make a hit that way and put an end to the dismissal, the, the, you know, well, it doesn't count if you do it that way. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, that was it for me. And I I just want to be careful as I'm not maligning people who use their voices, who speak up. I'm not saying that doesn't matter. It matters a lot. Um, But for me personally, having done that and reached the limits of that too, because I'm lucky I have reach, I have a platform, I have an audience. Mm -hmm. I had, you know, sort of been to the mountaintop. I've been like, okay, whoever I want to have hear my words about, we got to change had heard it. And, and then eventually they're like, yeah, that's great. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. Sorry. That was a long answer, but no, it just, no, no, it's, no, it's this thing Any points to, to move on. And I, because I agree with you, I am, um, I not maligning anyone else who's doing this work. Um, but for me, because of the background that I have, um, in business strategy, everything is mm-hmm. for me. And so, 
when I am calling things out on the internet, when I'm causing a scene on the internet, there is a strategy behind there. Certain people I will engage with, certain people I definitely yeah. engage with. This is why I stay in the tech space because I have no desire to argue with Nazis and that, 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 yeah. that doesn't well. <laughs> no, well, but, I, I didn't mean to, but here it was. <laughs> yeah, well, but it's the whole, it's the whole, you know, if you're not in the space that I know, which is tech, that can, yeah. I can either, I can either engage you so my followers can learn something because they're still trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to do this. It's always mm-hmm. a plan, but for me, it's not. Yes. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's strategic. Yeah. It's very strategic. And also it's about, I, I'm with you on that. I'm so sick of people saying what they don't know how to do. And so screw it. You don't, let me, let me show you. And then yeah. you can't yeah. say it. So that's why the conference well, is the way it is. And that's why yeah. it's like, you can't say you want more rep- representation and continue to say you don't know how to do it. Okay, let me show you how to do mm-hmm. this thing. Yeah. So now yeah. you can just say you 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 you've seen how it's done. You're just making a choice not to do it. Yeah. No, and I, I feel that same way too. Which is which is that well, part of this is uh, all the you know the the mission aside. The other thing is I'm good at this. I know how to make products. I know yeah. how to make products millions of people use. It's been a minute. And a little bit of, for me, was testing myself. It's like, do I still have it? Can I still make a hit? Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, because yeah. you're like, I mean, you look at like, you could be Stevie Wonder and there's like, you get five albums in a row, the greatest albums anybody's ever made. But then that window closes and, and it doesn't matter that you're that great. And it doesn't mean he's not a genius, but yeah. it's like that moment, yeah. that moment yeah. in which you are going to be able to do your best work. Yeah. None, it, never, it doesn't last forever for anyone. Yeah. And, and I'm, and when it, and when it passes for me, that's fine. Like I don't have any ego about that. Like it just is like, I'm not trying to be, you know, cool dad. That's going to like show up and like, (laughs) you know, whatever. Um, but I know I still know something. And so that was it for me too. It's just a real satisfying visceral level. It's like, I know the history of this industry, of this business. I know how products are made. I know how, you know, tools for developers are made. I know the ins and the outs, all this thing. And I have a network. I have yeah. relationships. I have a reputation. And I thought, shame on me if I don't at least try to put something out there. So that was the other part of it. She was just at a real personal level. I get to work with incredible people. And, I get and, to put something out there. That's very satisfying. And that's what I talk about. I'm like, although I do all this, people need to understand that it's all selfishly motivated. I do it because it benefits <laughs> me first. Uh, it well, I like to make those congruent. Right? Yeah, I, like, I want those to it, overlap. It, it, yeah, it, 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 but uh, let's be honest. It benefits me first to have these. These are conversations mm-hmm. I've always yeah, yeah. wanted to have. So it benefits yes. me first, and then yes. I'm able to bring people with me. So right. I don't want people to think that I'm just doing this out of the goodness of my heart because that is where right. my problem has been because now people right. don't want to pay me. It's like, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no, no. This is a business. Why aren't you, Kim? Do you have a Patreon? No, I'm not a charity. I'm not. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Yeah, no. Right. Yeah, I don't have my hat on. I mean, my parents didn't come halfway around the world and risk everything so that I was going to be pretty pleased. Can I be paid what I'm worth? Can I yes. be treated like I'm worth? Can, yes. I, can I have the recognition and, and that I'm worth? It's like I, I, they busted their ass. I busted my ass. We're here now. Yep. Like I'm not, and I'm like, and, so, and, and my son is going to benefit from it. Period. Yes. Period. Exactly. Period. And, it, and it's the whole thing of, you know, people are like, well, Kim, you can't do a proposal like that. Fuck you. I can do the proposal. <laughs> because, because you never let me in the door. So I'm coming through the side and yeah, how right. I come to the side is how I come to the side. And whether yeah. you take it, Somebody will benefit because what I've seen is this community has supported hashtag cause a scene financially, yeah. and that's what I was not seeing, and what yeah. other people doing this work have not seen. Corporate, no, that's right. 
That's right. And I see this so many people, you know, and especially obviously black women have been in the lead of this of have been like telling the story and everybody's like, great. And they're like, we will put you on stage. Yep. We will, we will to, invite you, you to the and event. You, and you need and you to, to be pay grateful. For the, yes, exactly. Yeah. You need to be yeah. grateful that I give you accommodations and, and a flight. Yeah, ex- <laughs> right, exactly. Right. And I'm like, me and I've stayed in nice ass hotels. Being in the nice hotel doesn't pay me nothing. It doesn't exactly. pay my rent. Fargo doesn't take care of it. Exactly. And and you know, but it took a long time to feel confident in that. Like I definitely, you know, you can call it imposter syndrome, you can call it whatever. I definitely took a long time of like, oh well, I'm so lucky to be in a room and I get to meet these people and they have names and they have platforms and whatever. And it felt like, you know, this is this is it. I made it. And you realize like, no, the people who made it are the people that are paid to be there. Yep. And, um, you know, and, and you start to understand this was a real, it's, it's obvious in retrospect, but I think a lot of truths are that, that are hard earned was capitalist institutions express their values by where they put their money. Exactly. It is as simple as that. It's as simple why, as that. That's why I focus on business. And that's why I, it is my understanding. We can argue about politics all we want to, but our politicians are beholden to business. We need mm-hmm. to focus yeah. on business. Yeah. And the, when we get more marginalized people at the business table, then our voices, you can't ignore us at that point. So, yeah. And I'll tell you, that was the other part of my motivation in like, I have to have a successful business, one, to take care of the people who work here, obviously. But also if I have this social agenda, we have decided as a society that the voice of a CEO matters more. Yep. I'm not happy about that. I'm yep. not saying I accept that. It is just it's true. Just it's just true, mm-hmm. right? And given that's the case, and, and my wife and I were talking about this a lot, and she's you know incredibly well versed in and in, in social movements and, and and you know sort of applying feminist theory. And there was a lot of this conversation we had about this, which was, you know, I had said, you know, at some point, what if I'm just a full time activist? What if that's what I do? And she's like, they're just going to dismiss you. Mm-hmm. They're going to dismiss. Yes. If you if you say that's what you are, she's like, they don't pay any attention to that. Yeah, like you know, like Mark Zuckerberg's not hard, trying to hear that's that. A hard lesson to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm much more of an optimist. Yeah. She's much more yeah. of a realist. So that was a real. Yeah, I was like, wow, that sat with that's me for a, a long part. time. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah, yeah. And then similarly, um, you know, I was like, well, I'm a writer though, and I'm I'm all right. Like I'm not like I don't, I'm not a great writer. Like I don't have a you know this prose that is going to like amaze you, but I'm a very effective writer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could write about this and she's like, well, who's been writing that's changed? Like, you know, there's journalists that break a story, whatever, but who's like writing about theory mm-hmm. about how, how the industry should run. Yep. And all of a sudden everybody's like, wow, I have seen the light and I'm going to change my <laughs> practices. Right. Exactly. Like that's not happening. And it was interesting because I was sort of doing that in parallel with my, my, my last company I'd started was a um, management consultancy. And, and, you know, we did a lot of strategy for big companies and you learn how, how, what it takes to get them to listen yep. about how they're going to change their strategies. And it's basically like fear of God. Like it has to be existential level crisis for a big company to change. And that's what and I've I, been saying uh, a lot recently. Lack of inclusion is a risk management issue. I yes, have to speak yes, it, I have yes. to speak it in the language that they understand. Yes, right, that's right. And, and I say this all the time is that it is an insurance policy yes. against a cultural vulnerability yes. that can end your company. Yes. And, and, then, and they don't, and then, and then all of a sudden it's like, and I was like, and you know, you have got your flood insurance and you've got yep. your tornado insurance yep. and you've got, you know, fire insurance and you don't have 
tweet storm insurance. Yep. Exactly. And, and, and it's going to exactly. cost you more. It's exactly. going to cost you more. And yeah. then when you have, when I look at people who have as social media as an integral part of their, their platforms or their business model, mm-hmm. and then you have people who work for you who are getting shit on Twitter, how are you protecting them? Yes, because that's a liability yes. issue. That's right. That that's is a right. huge that's liability. Right. You're putting them in harm's way. Exactly. And it's so, the same as them sitting in your lobby and being the first line of defense when that disgruntled yes, customer comes in. Exactly. Right? It is, it's all of that. And so that's how I've gotten businesses to like, hey, yeah. Kim, can yeah. I send you a slide into my DMs? Hey, can I have a conversation? Yeah. Yep, you can have a conversation. But trust and believe that there's going to be a bullshit tax. Um, yeah. Apply yeah. to because I recognize that I have created a niche for myself, and there'll be mm-hmm. people coming behind me, and I have to set a standard of what they need to be. Yes, doing. yes, yeah. And you know, I, I have the same thing with you know, putting my CEO hat on. We run Glitch; it's growing. It's a, it's a, you know, it's being a very successful community, and we invest a lot in community management, moderation, policy, thought, and planning. And it's early. We're still early. Yeah. I mean, this only came out of beta a couple months ago. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. And, and there's two levels. So, you know, sort of take care of yourself first part. Um, put your oxygen mask on first <laughs> yes. before helping others. Some of it is straight up because it differentiates us. Yes. Like and we're not going to win. Yes. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there's unapologetically, I'm like, yes. Because people are like, well, you're just using this for marketing. Yes. I'm like, one, not just for marketing, <laughs> but hell yes for marketing. Yes. And like, absolutely. I'm like, yeah. okay, so. <laughs> And so this is what pisses me off when somebody tries to question my experience. I'm like, dude, I am getting a doctor's in business administration. I am specializing in technology entrepreneurship. Come mm-hmm. on. You compete either on differentiation or price. Mm-hmm. Who the yes. hell wants to compete on price? I do not. Exactly. I do not. So, well, especially, I mean, broadly, you look at the space we're in. We make developer tools and we host apps and these things. I was like, I am not getting in a price war with Amazon exactly, web services. Exactly. I am not. I'm and not they, getting in a developer tools. Like, exactly. tools are already free from yes. Apple, from Microsoft, exactly. from Google. Like, are you kidding me? Exactly. And so, so if you're going to differentiate, it's about, so we, we're still... We're still building businesses as if we're creating widgets. That's the yes, yes. We need yeah. to be focusing on it. And we are an information economy and we need to, you need to be hiring yes. and building businesses with people who can create knowledge. Because that's and there is a knowledge. bias towards commoditization yes. and having none of it. Yes. We're not doing any of that. And so that. knowledge is the thing that you, allows you to if, differentiate and, and be inventive. Yes. If without yeah. that, you cannot compete in two Well, and I will tell you, we, we, we say it in two ways. Knowledge is right. We articulate it two ways internally. One is uh, love. And this is corny, but I'm going to say it anyway. Is we're like, we want people to love Glitch. Mm-hmm. That's it's where the bar is at. And that's the experience. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and that goes into how we design it, how we talk about it. And, and literally in conversations, you know, internally, be like, well, what, what are they going to love, though? But right. and that goes back to building a business based on core values, though. Yeah, 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 for and sure. Then, for and sure. then figuring out how to, because the questions you're now asking is, if this is our core value of our customers loving us, how do we create things that we can measure and mm-hmm. learn and see yeah, yeah, yeah. from right. that are loving, that our customers Yeah, and which is hard. I mean, it's yeah. not, and the thing is, like, everybody, I think there are people, there are, you know, whatever. If you have a wellness brand, you're like, yeah, we want to make stuff people love. Mm-hmm. In tech, making a tool for, you know, developers, creators to say we want to optimize for love. That is a, it's a whole different ball game because it's not like, it has to be real. It has to be yep. substantive. Yep. There's this lift and, and nobody's done that before. 
I mean, the closest you have is like, there are people who are deeply technical who love Apple, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not, I don't have some great reverence for Apple. I'm like, definitely not one of those people. It's like, just do whatever Apple does, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can see it, you go to Glitch's homepage and it's a whole lot of colors, not just like that sterile white, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, but they do have something that people love and have for decades and they really preserve that above all. Yeah. And, and, and no commoditization, none of, you know, like they're very, very clear about like we are, we represent these couple things and we do them really, really well. Yeah. And I think that clarity of purpose and vision is a hard thing um, and has not been applied. Well, and, and actually you look at the best things about Apple and it's what lets them do that, which is where they follow through in their values. So when they are able to say, you know, to, you know, just today's news, they, as we're recording this, they shut down Alex Jones being able to distribute through their yep. podcast app. That is them, you know, having authority over what their brand is and what it represents and what they're going to put out in the world. They're great on privacy. Yep. They make really good choices. Saying, if you want to go to a bigger thing when they would not and encrypt people's phones. It's like, yes. no, we're not, we're not yes. doing that. You can hit us yeah. with everything you have, but that's yeah. our value. We're not doing that. And when you're the biggest company in the history of the world and you say we are not going to compromise on surveillance capitalism, that has an impact. Yes, it really An enormous impact, right? That changes everything. And it, and, it, and it opens the possibility. And this is such, I mean, this is a, this is a stretch, but I look at, you know, um, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez, who just won here in New York. And what she did was expand the, the possibilities people saw of what's possible, mm-hmm. right? When, you know, like she couldn't win until she won. Yep. And when Apple says, we, you can have privacy, we couldn't have privacy until we did. Yep. And, and you know, that thing is really hard for people is that we believe the narratives we're giving. And, and we, we know this at a personal level very deeply, right? You can't see it. You can't be it unless you can see it, right? And, and, but the, the thing about thinking about that is at a systems level, at an institutional level of saying, can an institution be just and tend towards doing yes. things that are fair and right? And we have so few examples. Exactly. And when we do, they're complicated, right? Because I can say I decry you know, Apple's labor practices at the same time as I say, I appreciate, you know, and, and, and how they manufactured at the same time as I appreciate their privacy practices and, and it's, 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 it's complicated. It's, yeah. And that's what, and that's what I try to get people to understand. These are not one size fits all answers. Right. We are right. trying to create something that was never, it's never existed. We're all yeah. going to make mistakes. Yeah. We're all going to experiment. Mm-hmm. We're all going to be doing it. Cause I can say the same, same thing about Amazon. I understand yeah. about their labor practices, but I could tell you I was happy as hell when they bought Whole Foods, because for the first yeah, time, Walmart yeah. had a comp- competition. Yes, and, yes, And yes. Walmart has been treating people like shit for, for, for decades. Day one from jump. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and there's that piece about, if I think about strategies structurally that are going to go and help with food deserts, that are going to go and help yep. with access to nutrition, I'm like, man, I like their odds a lot better Yes, yes. than I like, than I like in a lot you, of... And then when you look at what you're talking about, the, like Apple being, you know, that biggest company, Walmart is a logistics company. It took yeah. another logistic co- logistics company that yes. large, which is Amazon, which means yes. um, these companies are able to just plug in, take out Christmas season, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> right. You know, yep. They are logistics companies. So it's... Yeah. And, and that's what it takes. It takes a competitor that comes in who can, that's right. and when I was, what I wanted to finish about the knowledge part is mm. what it requires is knowledge sharing within those organizations because yeah. it matters not for a developer to 
to develop a, um, to work on something that has a unique lived experience on working with this product and does not communicate it throughout the organization mm-hmm. so that That's right. organizational leaders can u- then yes. use it for their competitive advantage. Competitive yeah. advantage. And what's such an interesting thing, because we're talking about full stack, not at a technical level, but at organizational level. Yeah. And that's what and I like I think to talk about. I, I yeah. talk about every, yeah. It's a system. We need to stop yeah. looking at things in silos because, yes. because that is the problem. Um, a, a, a marketing will come up with a strategy, not communicate mm-hmm. it to sales. And sales is like, what right. the hell is this? Now you've made more work to me, for me. Um, so the talk that I'm doing at um, J, um, ViewSource in London mm-hmm. is specifically yep. about we need to stop hire, um, um, working as if we're in industrial age. And one of the things I say yeah. is developers need to be responsible for more than just the code. They need to understand mm-hmm. the business strategy so they can create yes. and their decisions are based on how we can make the company as a whole more prosperous. It's not about, so I hate these conversations about React versus Angular. Oh, what? <laughs> stupid. What problem are you trying to solve? Those yes. things are tools. And for whom and all that. Yeah. Yes. And, I, and I think that's exactly right. And, and I just keep coming back to this refrain in almost everything I do, which is you can't solve structural problems at one layer of the stack. Exactly. You can't. And what happens is there are very well-intentioned people. I mean, you and I have both, I'm sure, had this experience a million times where there's a very well-intentioned marketing person that wants their company to look the right way about inclusion, mm-hmm. right? And they're sincere. Yep, I'm, not, they I'm not saying they're not sincere, but like they mean it and their heart's in the right place. And I'm like, but you have to fix this more fundamentally, more yep. structurally. And because the reason, I mean, we can, you know, joke about uh, they, they don't have a budget, they don't spend money, whatever. But what that is, is again, the company's expressing its values and they don't have the authority. Exactly. And to spend that money. Theory. And the reason they don't have that authority is like they got hired into that position specifically because they don't have that authority. Yep. Yep. And that's right, why I right. do not talk when I speak to when companies come to me, if the leadership is not at the table, there's no conversation I'm going to have with you because all mm-hmm. this is going to do is frustrate you. You're never going to yeah. get anything done because if you don't have leadership's buy-in to say, you know what, this is an imperative and I'm going to, we're going to communicate this, that this is what's important. We're going to fund this and we're going to give you the autonomy to do what you have to do without needing our permission. There is absolutely, uh, you're wasting my time and you're wasting your time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Nothing's going to get done. And and that, but you know, it took me being in this business, the what, 25 years, whatever it is to really get that. Like intellectually, you know it, you know, like structurally, you know it, Mm -hmm. but but you bump your head against it for, in my case, 10 or 15 years. And then yeah. you're like, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to finally learn this lesson that's in front of me the whole yeah, time. Yeah. And, and then really reasons, believe it. And it's one of the reasons I, uh, well, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. That's why I went to business school to learn how to build businesses. So, but mm-hmm. it was uh, when I saw myself going down this path, um, I knew I couldn't work for someone else because yeah, that yeah. would, be, yeah, I couldn't, I, I have to be able to say what I need to say and move the way I need to move. Well, that was it for me too. That was why I thought I would never have another job in tech is I, I really thought like, man, well, one, who's going to put up with me? But two, yeah, exactly. like, you know, I can't, <laughs> you, oh you my know. God, yes. Cause they're like, damn yeah. it, Tim, what did you do to Don? Don't yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and definitely my folks, my mother, you know, she was like, like, you got a good thing going. Like you had this whole, why you got to antagonize everybody in the whole industry? You know, you like just, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's like, you know, you raised me. Who are you going to Yeah, play? exactly. But, uh, <laughs> it's, it's like, we cannot continue to create products and services for a, glo- for a global market from these perspectives because now we're harming people, which goes back to the that's right. risk management that's right. issue. Um, yeah. And so that's so things mm-hmm. are important. So 
tell us how you we talked about glitch but kind of overarching yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. how Sorry, is yeah. it different can give us some yeah. examples of ex- some yeah. concrete things of why it's different i'll tell you there's a couple things so i'll start high level what it is for folks who don't know but just it's it's a it's a community where your experience you come to glitch.com is you got a, a bunch of apps you can try out and, and and kind of like an app store and you've got little tools and art projects and everything you'd want and then the, the sort of magical part is you see one of those you like, and you can just run it if you want. But if you you know are interested in creating, you can click on any of those apps, remix it, which makes you a copy of it. And then you have an editor right in your browser. It lets you edit the code of it live. And as you type, it's updating that app and instantly running it on the web. And you can even send that link to one of your friends, like Google Docs style, and you can edit it together. If you get stuck, there's a little emoji of the person with their hand raised. You click that and it says... Uh, Joe is in here. Jane, do you want to go in and help him? Drops you into the same line of code and you fix it together. And and it's working. So we we put it in beta last year um, and just came out of beta a couple of months ago, as I said. And we've got a couple of million devs on the platform. They've built about a million apps. So it's off and running. That's cool. I mean, that's that's like, you can imagine where we're going with that. We'll build mm-hmm. that out for businesses and, and you know, you'll have a team thing so you can use it at work. What we really did structurally, it's different. Like people have tried to do every part of that. There's no part of that somebody hasn't tried to do. Exactly. Uh, whether exactly. it's Heroku, whether it was, you know, AWS, wh- whomever. Yeah. And um, what was different was if you go, you know, go to the homepage, it'll say the friendly community where you'll, you know, create or find the app of your dreams. So we put the word friendly right at the top. This is like the first word on the page. <laughs> like there's glitch and then there's friendly. Mm-hmm. And it was a very explicit thing, which was we are going to be, you know, mostly stick, not as much carrot. We're going to reward good behavior. We're going to uh-huh. incentivize good behavior. And it's going to be very, very positive. And the bar is not, if you come on our site and you are a Nazi and you're actively antagonizing people, then we will retroactively take your stuff down, maybe. Okay. That is not the standard on this at all. Everyone in the hashtag called the scene community shares the same common beliefs based on a set of four specific guiding principles. One, tech is not neutral, nor is it apolitical. Two, intention without strategy is chaos. Three, lack of inclusion is a risk and increasingly a crisis management issue. And lastly, but most importantly, four, we must prioritize the most vulnerable. To find out more about the guiding principles and adding them to your Twitter profile banner, please visit hashtagcausescene.com. If you come on our site and you are a Nazi and you're actively antagonizing people, then we will retroactively take your stuff down, maybe. Mm-hmm. That is not the standard on this at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is, we will so affirmatively and aggressively define the positive behaviors that that will be the norm. Mm -hmm. and the expectation so that if anyone does transgress, it will be incredibly obvious that they're intentionally Mm -hmm. in conflict with the purpose of the site, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So the the purpose of the site is not doing tolerable things, right? It's to be friendly. And so um, that that was a real intentional choice. And part of that is an assertion of our editorial authority and our voice authority over what's there. And if we continue to scale as we are and attract inevitably, you know, bad actors, as happens. Um, although I'll tell you, we have a million apps on the site and we've only ever had really two issues ever. Mm-hmm. And, and that's about design and intentionality. But when we do attract someone that's acting, you know, 
in a way that's not good for the community, uh, I expect that their social media complaint will be, you know, this isn't a fair policy. This is just this guy's judgment. This guy, Neil, is the CEO. And I'm going to be like, yep. That's, that's exactly correct. What my, that's what my conferences are. I'm the only arbitrator of. Yeah. What, yeah, what, yeah. Right. Yes. And, 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 and you know what? The truth is that's true for all the platforms that you're yeah, exactly. on. This is just the one that admits it. Exactly. And, and that you can exactly. understand how I'm making the decision. it's very clear. It's transparent. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, that's true everywhere. And, and so, so, you know, and I'll tell you an example. We had a, um, uh, a parent come on the site with their kid to code, which is great. We love that. We have tons of kids learning and tons of schools using it and all these things. And they said somebody had a project with an offensive name. And it wasn't even like, it wasn't like targeting a group of people, whatever. It was just one of those, like, I'm being edgy and, and whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, you know, it was, uh, it was offensive, but it wasn't like a, a hateful thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they, they flagged it and, and they, they sent us an email and they said, you know, I was on here with my kid and I saw this and it was really you know, upsetting. And what can we do? So I, I contacted the project creator. Uh, turns out I was a young woman. And I said to her, listen, we had a parent on the site and she saw this and, you know, uh, didn't, didn't really, or he saw it and didn't really appreciate it. And uh, uh, the woman who created it said, oh my gosh, you know, I didn't think about that there's kids on the site. You're right. I'll change it. Sorry about that. Yep. In like five minutes. It was yep. instant. Yep. That was until like last week, that was the only issue we'd had with anything visible on the site through creating over a million projects from people around the world. Uh, using it all day, every day. And the re- resolution of it was somebody immediately saying, oh, wow, I didn't think about that. Let me fix it. They're yep. still a happy member of the community. The parent was very happy because they're like, there was a response that they came from the CEO of the company saying, we got this, mm-hmm, it's fixed. Mm-hmm. That's the scale of moderation challenges. Yeah. Because of all of the prep work, because we learned from 20 years of social networks coming before to say, how do we have an, you know, a positive design? Okay, so there's an elephant in the room that I need to talk about. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, and I have been mm-hmm. stressing about this. I'm going to be honest. Since oh, all right. No, you, don't be. Since you agreed, because when you yeah. when I asked you, I can admit I didn't know you were on Stack Overflow's board. I did yeah. not know. And then, yeah. And then when uh, we were rescheduled, I was surprised that you rescheduled because at that point I knew. But then I was like, hell, he knows what I talk about. So yeah. let's, let's go for this because. You've uh, just, yeah, no, you've just, you've just described what needs to happen moving forward. Yeah, yeah. And Stack Overflow is not that thing. Stack Overflow, not yet. No, being <laughs> wherever, and these are the arguments that I get. Well, this is not what it was intended for. Screw what it was intended for. This is how people are using it. Mm-hmm. And Stack Overflow needs to come to get up to speed with how people are using the site as well as the fact that there are so many voices that are saying, we don't feel yeah. safe. Yeah. And, and for yeah. you to keep creating a survey, because I, 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 it goes from 16, 17 to 18 is when I got mm-hmm. into it. And it continues to say that white men, 90%, 92% white men ages 18 to 34 are your core users. Please do not continue to, to promote this as the global developer community. That mm-hmm. is a problem I seriously yeah. have because now businesses are going to um, applicants and saying, hey, can I see your Stack Overflow score? Well, you have a mm-hmm. huge group of people who are now economically disenfranchised because they do yeah. not have 
a Stack Overflow score. They actively do not participate in that. So that's one issue I have with them. Uh, other issue, which is a bigger, there are several issues, but the bigger issue yeah. I have with them is the fact that as a black woman who's an expert in this field, you continue mm-hmm. to ignore me, but amplify the vi- voices of white women. That mm-hmm. is, I don't, I don't, I can't. Yeah. I don't want to say it's intentional, but I understand privilege and I understand whiteness. And yeah. when you do it, you're not, it's, it's not in alignment with the message you're saying, oh, we're getting this wrong. We need yeah. help. And yeah. so talk to, I need, I would. So I, there's a lot there to unpack. Let me, yeah. let me, let me go each of these different pieces. Yes. Um, first of all, uh, thank you. I appreciate you. I am glad that you raised these issues. It has been effective. It has been more effective than I have been able to be, even being on the board. Mm-hmm. So that's where I want to start is uh, your criticisms are fair and they are, uh, you know, on point. Like they're really accurate. And, and I appreciate that. And you have been hurt. Rest assured, like everybody in that organization knows what you have raised. And now I totally agree there hasn't been sufficient acknowledgement. And, and I'll, I'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, let, me, let me get to, there's, there's a, whole, a whole list of things yeah, that I want to yeah, get yeah, them yeah, sort yeah. of hit, hit each. Uh, you you um, have the floor. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, and I, the first thing I want to emphasize, like I'm, you know, I'm not involved day to day in Stack. I'm on the board. I go in and I, I check in with things. I have a lot of friends on the team and, and have always been, you know, adjacent to the community, obviously. Um, but I, I'm, I'm going to speak as a informed arm's length outsider as opposed yes. to I'm not in day to day. And I, I just want to represent that fairly because then when I screw something up, don't blame them. Exactly. Um, no, no. You know, yeah, you know, just, just to be fair. So I'll start from first principles, which was, what was the, you know, if you started with what the site was designed to do, it was about opening up and letting more people in and getting away from the gatekeepers and, and the exclusionary parts of tech. I mean, that was a very explicit goal. And um, the problem space that they were particularly going at, um, you know, as I recall, was about um, not having one, uh, the, there were private mailing lists were sort of the primary way this kind of information was disseminated. And they were extremely exclusionary. There, like, let alone like, can you get to it through Google? And it, like, it was none of that. It was mm-hmm. like, you had to know somebody and come in. So that was, and that was for me. Like I remember I got it, you know, when I was learning PHP by myself, I got into a mailing list that was like a friend of a friend had to vouch for me. Literally that was the policy. <laughs> yeah. No, that yeah. was it. Yeah. It was like somebody no, had to say you. that you could yeah. be in there. And that was the state of the art. And, and still true all the way until when Stack was created, which was like um, either that or what you could Google at that point were, you know, information was just wrong, just straight up wrong and, and out there on the web and in a forum and there was no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So So they were seeing the problem as core access, like just it, can you even see that this class of information exists and misinformation, which I think now we see broadly in social was a was the right thing to be concerned about. <laughs> um, but that was that was sort of the categories that they were looking at. And um, and I think those are parts where they were so successful at those parts that that almost is taken for granted. Mm-hmm. Except I look at of the same vintage at the same moment, uh, GitHub was created and uh, Hacker News was created, mm-hmm. right? So just sort of context setting, I think um, Hacker News obviously did not have uh, 
broad inclusiveness <laughs> as a mandate. And, and and I think, you know, it's sort of like yeah. still like I go there and I'm like, I guess I don't pass muster. Yeah. And I'm the CEO of a software company. Yeah. So that's wild. <laughs> right. Um, so that's one part. And then, um, you know, and GitHub, I think they've done a lot right. I mean, they have some culture problems in the company, whatever, but like they, um, you know, they, they, they do have a lot of people that use the site and there isn't a broad scale. I mean, there've been issues individually, but it isn't a broad scale a hostility issue mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. site. Mm-hmm. Um, but approachability, accessibility is very hard. Ordinary people just can't go and know what to do on GitHub. Yeah. Like they can't just stumble across it on Google. Oh yeah, that's, so that's def- definitely a learning curve. <laughs> right, exactly. So so that's the landscape. And I, and I just point that out is like, uh, like first I like to evaluate like what was the intention and do they, did they achieve that? And then we can identify and what did they not know or what did they miss or what did they get wrong and not hear when people pointed it out. And, and I think the biggest thing there was the impact of hostile acts on, on Stack, right? There are undoubtedly people on, on Stack Overflow, even people with high reputation or that have, you know, established themselves as names or, you know, whatever brands or whatever on the site that are hostile, right? That are condescending. I think generally it takes the form of condescension and derision as opposed to explicitly gendered or targeted harassment. I agree with that. Yeah. But I think that has de facto the same impact because yes. there's that sort of character. So like, yeah. I, and I'm not saying that as a defense, but I think that again, that matters because I do think, for example, I've seen threads on, you know, hacker news that I think are explicitly gendered attacks, Yeah. you know, explicitly race-based attacks and that, again, that category doesn't exist. That is a success. And so I don't, I want to like complicate the conversation in there because I, I think that it's gotten. And, and I agree with you. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, so I have been one of the few people I don't call it toxic. I don't even yeah. look at it from that perspective. I look at yeah. it from the perspective of it's very exclusionary. People feel mm-hmm. unsafe and it's biased. And people are, now, yes. people are now just copying and pasting code from Stack Overflow. Um, and, in that yeah. stuff. and and we're now using it for machine learning and stuff. We have to be, we have to be yes. about this stuff. Yeah. So and that's exactly is, so right. This is the bigger picture for me. So that, so that is a hundred percent right. And I'll tell you, that's what I hear from the team. And I think what I, I would say a couple things. One, I think they've been very bad at telling the narrative. And I think one of the challenges is the company early on, especially was so identified with Joel and Joel yeah. Spolsky, you know, the founder. And, uh, and I'll tell you, I will, you know, I'll go to bat for Joel. I will vouch for him. Like, I'm not saying he's never made mistakes, never said something wrong, whatever. But I have seen the values of the man in a closed boardroom when nobody else is around. And early on when the boardroom was all men. And I've seen what he says and what he does and where he, as I said, companies show their values by where they spend the money in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I can just say there are not 10 CEOs or not five CEOs in tech that really go to the bat for their people, especially for underrepresented people the way he has. And that's why I'm working at one of his companies, period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like, I can say that at a personal level. Now, what the way that translates out is, once he said, I'm not going to be blogging anymore, I'm not going to do Joel on software anymore, there is a question of like, what's the voice of this company? How do we communicate, period? Separate from whether it's about product, about community, about whatever else. And I know this because we see this at Fog Creek and other companies he co-founded, right? Mm-hmm. So we have the sort of same issue, which is like, what is the voice of this place? And so in absence of that, it's been diffuse and it's been this sort of like standard content marketing and it's fine. They do a fine job. But then when something comes up, that's there's a problem, we identify it and they've been working on it. 
who would tell that story? Mm-hmm. There's nobody that had that authority. Mm-hmm. So I think there's been a, and, and, and I don't fault people for being like, well, okay, this is one of the most read technical writers of all time in the history of software. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's an intimidating thing to step into. And so people are like, maybe we'll just hold off a bit and wait until we communicate. So I think the biggest gap you have in between the efforts, the actions that they have done right and their ability to talk about them with the community and say, we've shifted these things is, is attributable to that. So I, again, we go to systems and I look at like, what are the sort of systems issues into like going into the founding and the structure of the company and how we communicate. Now, carry out that all the way through. There is, there's no question they've been too tolerant historically of people who use rudeness as a form of moderation on the community, who use hostility as a form. And I agree. I don't think it's toxic. I think it's hostile. And I think those are different in intent Mm -hmm. because I I do think, and I've talked to some of these people, like I've talked to some of these guys on the site where I'm like, like, what are you doing, man? Like, why are you doing this? And they're like, literally, they'll tell me like, I just want so much to help people that I can't, I can't, I can't stand it when somebody does something that's that like, you know, that compromises the vision of what the site should be. And I'm like, well, whose vision? And now we're getting into it. Now we're getting into it. Because they're they're what, how they, how, although we're saying you and I are, I recognize it as hostile and I don't recognize it as toxic. It's still for marginalized people who have to do that shit every single day. It's awful. It's, it's, you cannot say there is no difference. We No, yeah. And I'm not right. I'm not caping for it. I'm not excusing it. What I'm saying is I I wanted to understand it. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. But I want to make sure that my audience understands that it, although Anil and I understand the differences, your experiences are not. Right. This is. Right. This is the intellectual framework, yes, not the exactly. emotional reality. Exactly. Right. And, uh, and I, 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 again, I don't want to diminish or dismiss uh, that at all. But, but understanding it is essential for fixing it. Right. And I yep. think the, the yep. point is like all those insights I get are from the team that's there doing that work. And that is what they tell me. And they are not dismissive at all. Now, I think the problem is silence in the face of these actions or, or effective silence and ineffective communications is perceived as complicity and is perceived as being okay with it. And I understand that. That is a fair way to approach it. That is a fair way to assess it. What I have seen is they don't, they aren't okay with it. They have not been communicative enough about it, but I think that's starting to change. And and I think that's something where I see it for me where like I pushed and it was like, you know, what the hell? Like, come on. Like I have been banging the drum on this and I'm on the board. So you know, like, like what's that mean? And, um, and the thing is, and, and I went to the people that I know had been working on it, people who had been updating, you know, like the, the code of conduct is going to be updated in the next couple of days, but that's oh, been and in I, progress. And, that's, and I, and I quote, tweeted about that was the first thing that I've seen that was positive. I would like to see, I don't, I hold um, anything further until I see how the yeah. action. I, right. Um, action, right. Right. And action. so there's, there's sub, right. And so there's substantive things that are coming and, you know, they'll, they'll sort of speak to that. But I think, you know, what I look at, and I'm, I'm, I can't hit every point that you get to, but I think yeah, they're, yeah. they're all real. I, I think, I think the, the, the high level thing here is, um, and I see this where like, we're going to screw something up on Glitch someday, right? Yeah. We're going to be like, we missed it. We didn't see this. I was thoughtless. I wasn't fluent in it, whatever. And it'll yeah. be on me. And the question is, can you build a healthy culture where they see a criticism and respond to it thoughtfully mm-hmm. and recognize what's true in it and show action and, and not... 
I, I, my thing that I say, and this is like not about stack, but in general, is they immediately put out the response. They immediately yep. do the like, like the press release, like yeah, we hear you and therefore, yeah. right, right, exactly. And, and, they do all that stuff. and that's what happened with the blogs that came out after. Yeah. 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 And I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah these, don't, these aren't working, guys. No. And, and, and I think part of this is about there was a lot of criticism happening at the same time from a lot of different venues. Mm-hmm. And different tactics and different techniques and different fluencies and different voices. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to be judicious because I don't yeah, want to do cause it. trouble for I, stack. Cause I, well, it, it, it is what it is. Cause you, whatever you're going to, I say. have my voice, which is yes, personal, yes, right? Exactly. This is me and my opinion, yes. which is there are voices the industry wants to hear and there are voices that it doesn't. Yep. And, that, that chooses who gets amplified, who gets yeah, press. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And that shapes a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know that because I've been on both sides of it, right? I'm, I'm unusual in that I also, you know, whatever. I, a couple years ago, I had said uh, on Twitter, if you are at Uber, that place is toxic, can't be saved, you should get out. Mm-hmm. And that was a whole thing that day. I literally, I got calls from the investor in the car company I was doing at the time, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. This is 2014. Mm-hmm. And... I got to be on the other side of it where I was like, I'm just telling the truth. Like, I'm sorry you feel <laughs> some type of way about it, but like, this is, this is what's obvious. And then, yeah. you know, you fast forward two years and everybody's like, oh yeah, yeah, we need yeah, that. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. So, so, and, and I know I have a platform and I know I have a voice and a name and whatever. I also know there is a credibility to what I do because people know there's no way, like I'm not hanging my shingle out for this. Mm-hmm. this is, I'm not a consultant on this. I'm not trying to be like, sell a book. Oh yeah. And I'm going to create that video. Cause I'm like, no, I'm not trying to get hired by Stack Overflow. Exactly. Right. Right. I'm not, this so is not about my Patreon. Do has been turned against me in this issue. And this mm-hmm. is where I'm going to say I am, I have this personally. And I usually don't take anything personally, but this points and the fact that the things that I talk about and you, they continue to amplify they not only amplify, but they use, they're using my content and not crediting me for it. So that yeah. mentoring um, experiment, like I, I told them, it was not a mentoring experiment. It's a coaching experiment. And now, wow, it's all of a sudden mm-hmm. called a coaching experiment. Did anybody say, thank you, Kim, for, nope, no one's ever done that. Mm-hmm. So these are things that I can tell you, they are frustrating for me. Yeah, yeah. And, and you sh- I, I totally understand that. And I think one of the things I want to understand, and this is broad, I mean, obviously I have a, you know, a, a uh, influence on on stack a little bit and a lot on glitch but i think broadly for the industry it's like how do we have an interface for this how do we have a way for you to be heard and credited and fairly compensated that is reproducible that is something that extends to every organization right because like you know newspapers developed ombudsman and of course they got rid of them all once they didn't like what they were saying but like there was this moment <laughs> you know. I love how you just kind of da, 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 da. yeah because yeah. well no I mean I worked in newspapers too like yeah. that don't get I've been in this yeah. business a long time I no, but I like things. how you just said they had them and then they got rid of them because yeah. Like, yeah. yeah yeah but there was a moment there was a moment yeah, yeah. And, and 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 certainly post you know Watergate whatever they're all patting themselves on the back about how they're the accountability and they're mm-hmm. the you know this cultural force and, and a part of this, you use that moment. You use the cultural moment where they're saying they're recognizing their power, they're recognizing mm-hmm. their influence to do this. And, you know, what's, what I think about this a lot is think about who runs, for example, social media at a big tech company. It is fairly junior people, uh, much more likely to be women, much more likely to be women of color than the rest of the organization. 
And they are the front lines when something goes wrong in the organization externally, but they have no budget and no authority. And they're always trying to run something up the flagpole to the people that actually control budget and authority. Um, And when the problem is one the organization finds inconvenient, those people's concerns are dismissed because of who they are positionally anyway. Right. So that's this thing where like they can never be the ombudsman for this organization. And the idea that tech companies are socially influential enough to even need that function is a radical concept. Right. Mm -hmm. Let alone my belief that it should be the CEO's job. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And so, so, which it is. It comes on the top. It has to come. Yeah, exactly. Right. How how do we, how do we, how do we open the door, uh, you know, Newspapers have an ombudsman. Yes. We open a door in tech companies where there is accountability to the community that is not foisted on some junior level social media intern having to tell the CEO of the company, I think people are mad out there. Are we going to do it? (laughs) Right. And, and I've been lucky to be in organizations where that hasn't mostly been the case. And part of this is, like I said, what I can do in the organization where I have influence, which is glitch is I can, say that's the CEO's job is to be the ombudsman, is to be the accountable party to those things. And I think that's going to become the norm in healthy organizations, but I think there are very few yeah. where that's true. And, and the hardest part of it is, and I, I've been meaning to write about this, and, and, and I haven't found somebody articulate this real well yet, which is, because um, I like to just amplify somebody else if somebody else already wrote it better, but the 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 price of cultural relevance is fluency in new parts of culture. So if you want to be relevant and you want to be putting a product out there, putting, and that could be tech, it could be a movie, it could be mm-hmm. whatever, a car, you, <laughs> Elon Musk, oh, yeah, you have to car. be, you have to, <laughs> you Southern, I heard that. Yes, I am. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Bless all right. All right. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. My, my wife's a Southern girl. Yeah. Bless his heart. <laughs> that's all we, that's, <laughs> we have nothing else to say. Yeah. That is, whew, that's, that's rough stuff, man. Yeah, you just, just, I've, had, I've had much to say, particularly because I want to, I want to get back to this, but when we talk yeah. about, well, I'm going to give an, that's a great example of how elevated we've um, made CEOs. Yes. And how, we, because someone knows technical information, yeah. we ascribe that they understand other yeah, and they do yeah. absolutely not. No, so yeah. I've really, I've really had to go. No, it's true. On the Just attack. You can fire up Xcode doesn't mean that you know. Yeah, I've right really right. had to go on the attack because I see this it, it, even in a smaller scale with with technologists who are in our space, the development space, and they have yes. fourteen thousand, hundred thousand, even yourself. You have yeah. these, these thousands of followers who know you about tech. If you yes. do not know, you cannot trans translate that into social. Do you, just because you're no, people ask me. They, they ask me to come speak on things. I'm like, what makes you think I know about that? Yes, right. And, and, so, <laughs> and I'm like, I know. I stay in my lane. Like I know what I'm good yes. at. Yes. And I was talking to somebody about that yesterday. It's like people need to stay in their lane. So it becomes that when this person with a hundred thousand followers says something yeah. about social justice, and then when I say something about social justice, they're like, well, Kim, why are you saying because that? Well, fuck, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> you know. And but, so, that, but that is that point. It's like I like yeah. to amplify if I can amplify because it has a lot of power yeah. and there's a lot of value to that. And also because people know what they're talking about. And like, I'm not going to know what you're talking about to your life, to your experience, yeah. to where you are. So I'm going to say, but this is the thing that I haven't seen somebody write, which is you, 
if you want to be culturally relevant and you have to be to have anything that's a consumer product, mainstream product, developer product, whatever it is, you have to have an, all these cultural fluencies. You have to know all these things. And I look at, for me, the journey I went on probably now six, seven years ago, I had worked with uh, transgendered folks and not been fluent in the issues. Mm-hmm. And was in retrospect really thoughtless, mm-hmm. and I am, you know, I'm ashamed of that. I'm sorry, and I, you know, it's people I became friends with, so I was able to know, like, okay, this wasn't some like it wasn't an egregious hurt that couldn't be mm-hmm. solved, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was illiterate. I was not fluent. I did not know yes. what I. I didn't even know what I didn't know. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's and, people. You that that space of not knowing what you don't know. And I think, and I think about, um, and I've since learned at least to be, you know, basic level fluent and, and have had the blessing of very patient people in my life walking through it, through their experience. Like, you don't need to be my teacher, but I appreciate that you are. Mm-hmm. But I look at, there's something else like that, that I just don't know about. And I'm going to step in it. Exactly. It's going to be something that I don't know that I'm, I'm, you know, whatever. Or especially now, uh, there are these bad faith arguments, right? There are yeah. the, 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 the harasser technique of people that are trying to stop social justice efforts is to take your words and twist them out of context and in bad faith. And you have to know that there's that tactic. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, do I know these things that are happening in culture? It's also, do I know the tactics that bad actors are using? And am I fluent in those as well? Right. So I was talking to the CEO of one of the really big social networks and had mentioned something about people getting swatted. And he was like, what's swatting? I was like, man, you don't know? Like, that's amazing that you don't have to know. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, you're lucky mm-hmm. because I have to know and I'm CEO of a tiny, teeny, tiny company. Yeah, so yeah. that talks about like that, not just like exposure and, and vulnerability, but f- fluency in that. And what I realized is like, none of these institutions have any infrastructure for that. If they were yes. going to say, how can I know what's happening in culture right now? And what does it mean that like, not even just like memes or whatever, although those are real, but like this sense of like, what's, what, what, how do I have to know how to talk to people and what their concerns are? You know, it, it, it's the speed of it is so much yes. faster yes. and the knowledge you have to have, the fluency you have to have is so much deeper than the casual, like, oh, this is this person, this is what they do. Yeah. And, and I see this where, and I have at least the trappings of status, right? So I'm like, I could say I'm the CEO of a successful tech company. And that means something to people, even they're like, I don't know what all that is, but okay, mm-hmm. that's a thing in, in culture. But before I had that, I would go to events and people would be like, this guy has a lot of followers on Twitter. I'd be like, that's no kind of credential. What does that yep. mean? Yep. It says nothing about me or what I'm good at. And it doesn't mean I know anything. And it's like a fluke of the algorithm, right? And it means I got blessed by the the people that made Twitter that has nothing to do with my credibility or credentials. But if I say that, then people are even doubly uncomfortable. Like, well, that's your reason you're in the room, right? Mm-hmm. If you're like, if you're the influencer. Then why, like, why are you here? I'm like, cause I actually know my shit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But there's no way to demonstrate that. I don't have the, the credentials, the paperwork, whatever to show that. And so, so bring this all the way back. Um, we don't have a way for the people that run the organizations, the platforms, the networks to be fluent in the concerns of people most on the margins. And we don't have a way for the people that know their stuff as being on the margins, as having these concerns to demonstrate a credential saying, I really know this stuff and I'm not just somebody flailing at you, but this is a real concern. Mm-hmm. 
And there's a gap here. And I don't know how to bridge that yet. That is the thing that I want to figure out. And for me, it's to live in both those worlds, but that doesn't work for everybody. And also, like, you know, pretty soon I'm going to be like some old middle-aged dad. Like people are like, I'm not going to talk to you about like what my social concerns are. I'm not going to be credible as an arbiter. Well, I'm going to, that I'm going to challenge you a bit. Please. With, specifically yeah, yeah. with Stack Overflow because. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, not only have I shown my credentials, but everything. Yeah, yeah. I've, Cause I've, I listed out seven things that I needed to see for, mm-hmm. for me to say, Hey, it's moving in the right direction. Every time yep. someone would say something, I would make credible, documented, backed up arguments of why this mm-hmm. thing was. And I still, so it's, so to me, what you, that would be great if I was not experiencing what I'm experiencing specifically with this organization. Right. It's okay. Like at this point, yeah. what else yeah. do I have to give you for right. you to understand? So you haven't I been acknowledged, my- commensurate to your knowledge. At, 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 at any level. At okay. any level, no one mm-hmm. has said, because when <clears throat> the survey first came out and I was talking to the, um, the, the, the data scientist, she mm-hmm. made a comment about why underrepresented individuals aren't completing the survey. And I questioned her because I was like, mm, what, what's your causality there? Because her thing was, mm-hmm. well, it's too long. Well, where did you get that from? Because now I have a problem mm-hmm. with that because what you're communicating by saying that on Twitter is that people of color are just too fucking lazy to fill out this survey instead of the fact that you're... Com- uh, yeah, you're I mean, I, I don't think that was the intent, but yeah, yeah. Well, I, that's, I, I whether it was yeah. intent or not, that's the, com- yeah. that's the message. That yeah, you know, I hear you. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that's why I wanted to challenge that because she just threw that out there and I was like, so where did you get this from? You can't just mm-hmm. throw that out there and just leave right. it because I'm not going to let you do right. that. Um, yeah. And then she well, and I, I, think, I, I think in fairness there, again, one, like... I'm not speaking for anybody, but my perception is like, I think if you're a data scientist, you might not know this is going to be perceived as a statement. Like it could be like, I'm, I'm brainstorming ideas out loud on Twitter is going to be perceived as this is the company having a position about you know, something that's very okay, sensitive so about I'm identity. Gonna you, I'm going to stop you there. Okay. That's fine. She did, then provided me an article or some academic article that was old as hell. Oh, okay. That, that, right. that was, she based that on. So, right. so when I tell, so I, don't, I don't have context there. I don't, yeah, I don't see, see, this yeah. is the thing. It's like even you are saying this, and I'm telling. When I do this, I go, I go in. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, yeah. It's not, and it's not about. Yeah, yeah no, you don't miss a detail. Yeah, I, I have everything because I understand yeah. it's important for marginalized people, underrepresented, to have. I recognize that I'm in a position that they don't have, so yeah. I make sure I have it at all. And so this is my frustration. I mm-hmm. can bring everything. I even invited. Um, them to come on the show to sit mm-hmm. to that side. No one yeah. responds. No one ever responds to me, but they'll respond yeah. to a white person who has a yeah. or whatever. This yeah. is, so it's, it's, it's basically everything you're saying makes great sense as we talked about theoretically. But the experience. In practice, in practice yeah. this organization has intentionally ignored me, has intentionally mm. used my knowledge to, to make statements of their own. And mm-hmm refuses to engage with me in any way. I've made yeah. several videos on about this because being a yeah. person of color, particularly a black woman in the United States, to be continually ignored, mm-hmm. I have a problem with that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I hear you and I'm I'm just thinking it through. I think um one, I, I I think that's a completely valid, you know, uh articulation of the experience. And I think um 
I think one of the factors in this also is companies respond. And again, I don't know if this is how they made the decision, but this is my informed guess. Companies respond to where the media attention is and to what sort of gets the, uh, the most coverage or the most sort of response from their community. And those are things where they replay out the same disparities about who gets attention and who has a voice. And if I had to guess about why they would be more responsive to one person versus another, it would probably be that. I don't know for sure. The other thing I would say too is I think the broader issue is there hasn't been a coherence of communication, period. There hasn't been a coherence of like, how do we prioritize? How do we respond? How do we have that sort of open dialogue? And that when it's inconsistent, when it's not predictable, when it's not clear how that decision is being made, uh, those are always going to push to the margins of people that are most likely to be overlooked, including yourself. I think that's. I think there's no question that's a driver. And, it, and it's and it's also the thing of this is the only reason I follow um, Stack Overflow because they're always mm-hmm. saying something that touts them as doing a great thing, and I'm like, no, you're not. So recently they had this article mm-hmm. about them being how their leadership is so great to their to their staff. You cannot mm-hmm. do a puff piece like that when your community is your product and your product sucks. You can't do mm-hmm. that. I'm not going to let that slide. And so my whole thing is I get everything you're saying and, and I understand, yeah. but I specifically did things specifically to the leadership of this company specifically mm-hmm. to address to them. They never respond. And it's the thing of, you cannot say that this is something you're impo- that's important to you and not, and then, and, and whether it's intentional or not, continue yeah. to marginalize people and, and, and these experiences because this is, and had you, and the whole, the, what's I keep saying, which is so funny to me, had they engaged me in the beginning, we, I wouldn't have anything to say. I wouldn't have anything to talk about. Mm-hmm. I would, they wouldn't be an example, but because yeah. They have it. They're an example for me of all these other tech companies that do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I've given them opportunity. Yeah. I need yeah. you to step up and let's figure this out together. Yeah. You don't know how to do it. It's, it's about, can you be the, exa- like, like glitch. Can you be the example that the other that the yeah. needs? Because so let me, it's too dangerous. Yeah. So let me do this. Like at a personal level, I can open the door. I can make sure you get heard. I mean, I, I have shared, you know, the stuff you've written and, and, and um, the, some of the videos and stuff. So like they've seen it. I think if there hasn't been a follow-up, I think it's been, you know, that's, they should have, you know, there's no two ways about that. Um, I think broadly what I see across the organization, everybody's like, let's do the work rather than talk about it and come back to people once we've got something to show. So that might be some of it because I look at, like I said, the code of conduct work and that stuff that's going on. I think that's going to be, you know, sooner rather than later. But I also think of like, one of the things I want to figure out is, you haven't been heard enough. And then who's the person that you and I don't know who's been saying this to and doesn't even have the platform that, that you do, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't, doesn't have a podcast on the show. And I, I want to solve for that, right? Mm-hmm. Which is that you are uh, very adept and very gifted at this yep. and have been doing it a long time. But the person, the people most at risk are not going to be. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Like it's a thing that we, we all had to learn because of necessity, but like yep. we don't want that to be the necessity. For yeah. And so that, that's the point I'm speaking to. And I'm, I'm, you know, I apologize if I'm not sort of, you know, articulating the challenge well, but it, my goal is not like, let's solve the abstract problem rather than the immediate actual problem. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I just, I know that if it bubbles up to the point where 
even people that have a platform are affected by it, then the people that don't were hit first. Oh, right? yeah. We're and, feeling and it first. And that's why I recognize that yeah. I am speaking not for other people, but on behalf of other people who yeah. can't speak for themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, that's why yeah. I and I think that's right. About being because I've set, yeah. I've set my life up so I can't be, you can't um, leverage my job against me if you don't yes, know what yes. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I've done that. And no, I've, I know the same. Yeah. 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 I, I feel the same way. And I, and I think yeah. that is that thing of like, we've had to build these infrastructures to be able to be a voice for people. Yeah. Um, and, and you are doing, you know, you are doing it, you're doing the work. And I think, you know, well, broadly, obviously, you know, I want to be amplifying that across the industry, but then in this particular case, this is one of those things where uh, it's hard for me. Like I struggle with this where like, obviously I have a responsibility and, um, and I spent a lot of time reflecting on like, I'm a board member of this organization. I know this is an issue. I had raised it before. And I hadn't been able to make it urgent enough and, and prioritized enough where it was something where there was always a little bit being done. There was always a little bit being mm-hmm, done, mm-hmm. but none of it was sufficient and that it didn't get catalyzed. Let's be real until a white woman talked about it. That's the truth. Right. And I was and, speaking at the same time this white woman was talking. <laughs> but, but here's, but what, when did, when did action happen? That was when. And, um, I don't know, I don't know how to diagnose that yet. I don't know how to say what part I'm culpable in. And, yeah. and I am some, like, there's no question about it. Some of this is on me. Right. And that was my nervousness of this interview because I was like, I have to be. Yeah, no, I'm not. Self. I had to be my, you don't have self. to be. Yeah. There's nothing to be nervous <laughs> about. Like I should be nervous because there's a problem that I am part party to having caused. Right but I'm not like, I'm just human and yeah. I've been trying and I'm fucked it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I think the team feels the same way. Like I, again, like I don't want to speak for them. I, I'm just yeah. trying to be fair because like people that aren't in the room and they're going to be like, you're hung us out to dry when, you know, we couldn't talk or whatever, but like, no, no, I, no. Okay. Let's stop right there because they had yeah. every opportunity to speak for themselves. Right. Right. No. But I mean, for <laughs> me, like, no, I'm saying in this space, okay. I don't want to, you know, like people that I am trying to push to do the right thing that are inclined to do the right thing. Okay. I'm not going to say like, you messed it up and I got it right. That's yeah. what I'm, I'm yeah. trying to be mindful of. Um, and I'm not saying, oh, well, we meant well is the same thing as doing well. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but I also see substantive work and and I, and I, I don't want to short circuit that by being thoughtless in how I communicate. But And, um, and, and I, let me stop you there and say neither would I, because it's to me, yeah. it's not about the individuals doing the work. It's about the, the organization the result. And, and, yeah. the, and the leadership. That's yeah. why I've always directed my quest, my, my issues at the leadership, not the people who are who are tr- yeah. trying to get the work done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and and I and I think you've been very rigorous and disciplined on that, and I appreciate that. And I look I, at since I had a leader here, I was like, why not? Yeah, no, you should. No, that's right. And 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 I mean, that's the that's the gig, right? Like that's the job. Like yeah. that's my best. I mean, for me, that's why I do it. I don't know how everybody else feels, or like on boards of like I don't think Peter Thiel feels that way in the board of Facebook, but I do. Mm-hmm. And and um, you know, one of the things I see with this is and I have this every day with glitch is this reflection of like, what do I not know? And what do I not see? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what am I missing? And I mean, part of being a CEO is worrying about this stuff all the time. What am I not seeing about economic risk? What am I not seeing about whatever? Uh, but you know, in this particular case, this is a thing that if you'd asked me a year ago, well, one, if you just said like, you're on the board, do you think this problem is real? Yeah, absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. I said, well, you know, are they working on it? I said, yeah, definitely. And, you know, did you, if you asked me, did I do a good enough job of articulating the urgency of it? I would have said, yeah, sure. And I didn't, right? And how much of that is, there's a, there's a dismissal of familiarity, right? If, if you get a critique from somebody that's inside, like, yeah, 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 I know, right? Yeah. It's different yeah. than when you hear from outside. Mm-hmm. Right. There is a dismissal of familiarity around. Yeah. But it, and Neil's like, I always talks about that thing. Yep. Right. So it's like, oh, yeah, he's saying it's seeing a diversity thing. He says diversity stuff all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's the case here, but I've had that in other stuff in the industry where definitely they're like, yeah, well, we just thought that's you. Like they're really, literally, this is not the case of Stack Overflow. I can say it explicitly, but at other companies, I have had people say, well, that's just your shtick. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like your bit is you talk about diversity. Yeah. I was like, it's not a bit. This is like <laughs> life or death. Yeah. Right? Like this is like, literally. this is people's life. Exactly. Yes. Right. Well, and that was the thing is then they would be like, you're, like you're, you're being so hyperbolic. I was like, well, I got invited to a Facebook dinner and I was like, you know, people are dying in Myanmar mm-hmm. and all the misinformation is being spread on your platform, mm-hmm. which is like, I'm a, if, if you think you're nervous about podcasts, you want to talk about the world's worst dinner guests. That's I was me. about to say, you, you shifted. <laughs> hey, you want a cognac now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, it's good, it's good food though. Thank you. But, um, but, but I, I point that out as to saying, when I think about my personal culpability and being party to platforms where either they're unfair in a limited way or they're fundamentally toxic, I, I, I've been there, right? Like I, I used to help run live journal back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are people now who are stalwarts of the alt-right, stalwarts of the white supremacist movement that started as trolls on live journal a dozen years ago when I was helping run that community. Mm-hmm. And we didn't hit hard enough. Mm-hmm. We were like, ah, they're just guys being jerks mm-hmm. on online. Mm-hmm. And later on, I made blogging tools. The first time I was doxxed by a, a guy who'd go on to be a leader in Gamergate, was on a platform I had I had built. Yeah. Was 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 a platform I had built. Yeah, yeah. You know, it starts somewhere, and this and and when we go back to the Infowars um, and and yeah, uh, yeah. talking about Apple now, Facebook because it has now said they're going to take them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like oh, they yeah, they all follow. No, yeah. nobody wants to be first. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. you know, and and that was us. I was like, oh, but we, you know, I I believe the, the 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 wrong rhetorical framing of free speech. I was not prioritizing the free speech of the marginalized, but the free speech of the yes. aggressors. Okay. And 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 oh, yes. Okay, so you know, I have to stop you right there because this is sure. a point I want to make. Go ahead. And this is this is speaks to Stack Overflow and all other spaces when mm-hmm. you go to conferences and people talk because this came up with OSCON. And they're, yeah. and they're sliding that shit into their code of conduct. This is why <laughs> equality, inclusion is not about equality. Marginalized mm. people would never feel safe until their needs are put ahead of privileged yeah. individuals. And yeah. until these, under, these, uh, these leaders understand this, it's not about being equal. Yeah. We will yeah. never feel safe. Trans people will not feel safe in a space where people who hate them get equal voice. No, that is right, not right, happening. Right, right. No, I mean, I see this where, I mean, this is wild to me. Like, I, I worked in media for a long time and I, I still have a lot of relationships and conversation in that space. And um, two different organizations, the Financial Times, FT and CNBC, both did recent conferences where they had Steve Bannon on stage. Mm. 
And this is a man who in all of his public, you know, speeches uh, promotes a book that calls for uh, rounding up uh, Indian immigrants into camps and exterminating them. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it, it's very emotional for me. This is my yeah. parents, yeah. right. Yeah. Who are still alive, who are the most proud Americans you can find. You know, they are, they are those, that, that, that immigrant patriotism, all that thing. And, and I asked people that I know senior people mm-hmm. at these organizations which forms of ethnic cleansing are you allowed to advocate and still have a space on your stage? Exactly. Because I know what you are. And if he said, we're going to put you in a camp. So I'm going to say that probably a Jewish person. That one guy wasn't maybe one. I don't know the other one, but Mm -hmm. whatever. The point is nobody should have to endure that. Exactly. Certainly. I do think I, I have nothing but praise for the fact that the Jewish American community has been effective in organizing to saying if you call for rounding us up, you cannot have a platform in this country. They are right, and they did a good job of that, and I wish that my community had been as effective. Yeah. So I, gonna, I don't begrudge them that, but gonna, I say for me. And I'm gonna, I want to interject there because I said that, and I want people to know why I said that, because what I've been experiencing are Jewish people now coming to compare the Holocaust to slavery. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, let's stop comparing pain and move together. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that's right. And I think we have so few narratives of oppression that it's hard to have reference points. Like I say this all the time where people don't know the stories of, um, you know, of the the South Asian diaspora, certainly, and and of our experiences. And and I mean, if you grew up in America, I don't know how you would. Like, you know, but people don't know that, that, uh, you know, Indian Americans were lynched in this country. Exactly. You know, people don't know, you know, basic stuff, right? Yep, and yep. and, and in, yep. in my own community, I'm not pointing fingers anywhere else. I'm saying in my own community. Yep. Right? And, um, and without that fluency and that literacy, when confronted with it, our only frames of reference are to appropriate black suffering, to appropriate, you know, these other things, even with this, that, that deep strain of, you know, anti-blackness and it, that, it, mm-hmm. that is unfortunately part of our community, yeah. that like, there is no way to articulate things. Like if you talk about lynching happening in America, there is no frame of reference except the black experience. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and that's not, my intent is not to say like what we go through even remotely compares to that, but it's like that, I, that language is implicit, right? Like, that, like there isn't like when you say lynching in America, people think of one yeah. Context, yeah. right? Yeah. And that even though, you know, uh, Native Americans were lynched and Indian Americans yes. were lynched, whatever. Yeah. But but that that thing is like it speaks to like we don't even have a fluency of our own language. We don't even have a way to talk about our experience. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. and 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 that's something where I do sometimes look envy's not the right word, but just I guess appreciation where I look at like how effective various, you know, black civil rights efforts have been and human rights efforts have been at articulating history mm-hmm. and the stakes. Mm-hmm. Right. And I do absolutely look, you know, with appreciation and admiration of like what, what the Jewish diaspora has done in articulating what they've endured and what they've mm-hmm. been through mm-hmm. and the, the ability to sort of have a accountability and say, no, you don't get to play with yeah. this. You don't get to advocate mm-hmm. this. And I, and I look at, we've been so timid 
And so, and some of it is on one end, the threat of violence on the other end, the unfortunate appeasing of the model minority bullshit. That's what I was about to say. Right. I, was about to, I was just about to get in there because yeah. um, that is a, that is a line that, that minorities, because everybody wants to be, everybody's taught to be better than black people. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's like, you, yeah. when you, when you recognize that it's been used as a tool to manage your behavior, yeah. it, has yeah. to, it has to really totally. fuck with your head. It, it is uh, every day. It yeah. is every day. This, this presence where I'm like, um, I mean, it, it's so messed up, but like you look at um, Harry Kondabolu is a friend of mine. He's a comedian and he did a documentary, the, the um, trouble with Apu and it's about ah, Apu and yes, the Simpsons. Yes, right. Yes. And, and he was very effective. He pushed this conversation forward, but to understand for a dozen years, the only representation of us in primetime TV was a, uh, uh, a white actor playing Apu, right? Mm -hmm. And that we, like he, you know, uh, Harry interviewed um, Whoopi Goldberg for his documentary and she contextualized um, the performance of Apu as a form of uh, minstrelsy, right? I was about to say, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing is, talking about the minstrel context is not ours. Yeah, it's ours. That wasn't about us, right? That wasn't about, that's not our experience. That was not uh, uh, victimizing us. And yet it was the most effective description because there is no word for impersonating a South Asian person. It doesn't exist. Yeah. The idea that stealing our identities is a thing that can happen, which did happen. I mean, Rudyard Kipling, like there's, there's yeah. centuries of this, right? We don't even have a word mm. for what it means when you take our identity and don't let us have our own identity in public. So, so we are stuck between one, I don't want to appropriate the black experience. Mm-hmm. We don't have any right to that. And I don't have anything to articulate what my experience is. So I'm like, I, I and then damned I'm like, if I well, do it, I, damned if exactly I don't. right. So I'm going to throw you an essay, yeah, right, <laughs> of this thing, and hope that you know. Oh, it's like that other thing. Yeah, so and, that and I that stick thing, with you long enough to get to the end of right, it. Yeah. Right, and 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 I think of that 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 is a microcosm of what is that point about fluency. That point mm-hmm. about having to have this this complete deep fluency in these complicated topics all the time, constantly evolving. Yeah. yeah. And it took Hank Azaria playing uh, Apu for 18 years yeah. before he got a fluency in it. And another three years of banging the drum about this thing before he got, Oh, this is, you had no other representation, but me. <laughs> and I was making fun of you. And yeah. I get and he's like, okay. And to his credit, like he went on a Colbert, I think. And he said the right thing, but it had been, 20 years yeah. of feeling this way, right? And, and I think that's true of all these issues, which is institutions don't know what they don't know and they don't know how to articulate, you know, I, I need to get a fluency in this thing. And it doesn't make it okay and it doesn't excuse it, but I think about how do we accelerate? How do we become more effective as activists and say, I want to catch you up instantly all the way here yeah, to yeah, where you're doing yeah. the right thing. And the only shortcuts we have are this person has big reach or this person presents in the way that we're allowed to accept mm-hmm. criticism from, or, you know, this is a short list. Yeah. And, 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 wanna, and that list doesn't include you. Yeah, exactly. Right? It doesn't. And, and I want to bring that, bring us around as we close out, because you just said something that was really, because you're saying the person that you, you talked about the institution the thing that miss that we're missing though is that the institution is led by people. 
individuals. Absolutely. And, and it's the, people who need to be accountable. Yes. And that is, so that's where the thing, because when people talk about Facebook, they talk about Facebook. Facebook is Mark Zuckerberg and it's yeah, Darren's yeah. Um, um, saying, oh, and it's Peter Thiel more and more, yeah, but yeah. Know, and it's, and it's yeah. lean in and it's your fault and it's all these other things, but it's those individuals. And yeah. People becomes, make choices. Exactly. So it becomes the incumbent upon those people, those individuals who recognize at some point, either they internally or externally that we're not getting this right. Now it's my responsibility to, as the leader to make yeah. sure I get this right. No, that's right. And, and I see it for me where, like I said, if you'd asked me a year ago, are these issues real on Stackham's? Yeah, of course. I've talked about them, you know, and I've written, you know, memos or whatever, email people, mm-hmm. Slack, whatever. And then we would have said, you know, did you do enough? And I'd say, oh yeah, I pushed on it and they're working on it. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't. And I don't, I don't know this answer yet. I don't know how to fix this yet. Like I am, again, well, I'm not. One of the things I'm going to add, yeah. the board needs to shift. <laughs> yeah, 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 no question. Yep. I mean, and that, that conversation's come up. Like all that, obviously, that's, yeah. that's come up. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, obviously. But like, but I look at like, but even if we say, do we have somebody who's fluent in these issues, who cares about it, who is willing to speak up in a room full of people mm-hmm. and a room full of white men and say, yeah. here's this issue. I'm all those things, Yep. right? And I didn't get it done. And I've been sitting with that a lot. I mean, that's one of the reasons I want to talk to you. It's like, I, I'm, I'm very aware, like I'm complicit in systems. And, and like I said, this is not, this isn't even the most harmful system I've been complicit yeah. in. Like I have made, I have made tools that, that cause harm yeah. to my family. And, and, and that's, isn't that wild? <laughs> isn't that wild? But I think about it every day. But the thing I want to say is, Although you're, you're the acceptable person for them to hear from. You're not the person to tell the story, though. Yeah, that's, that's right. No, that's right. 100%. That's why, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't presume to that at all. And that's why it hasn't moved for you, because it's not mm. your story to tell. Maybe so. Yeah. yeah. It's not your story to tell. Um, yeah. And until we understand that, because you're the... You're the acceptable minority. Yeah, 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 yeah. Until yeah, yeah, no, the that's unacceptable right. minority <laughs> is allowed to tell yeah. their story, then nothing Oof. happens. Oh, yeah. that's heavy, man. Yeah. That's a lot to sit with. <laughs> I mean, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, you're not, you're right. That's, I gotta, I gotta take just some time peri- with that. Yeah, just put a period on it. Don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that will close this out. And I thank you so much. This has been, thank you. I, I, again, I was so, because I, I guess what I was nervous about, because I didn't want you to think that I, um, that I, uh, what do they call it when people start with the conversation? Sandbagging? Yeah, I didn't want you to no, think that I set no. you up or anything no. like that. No, I, listen, I appreciate you and I appreciate getting to be part of your platform and to talk about this stuff. This is the work. I mean, this is what we all have to do. Yeah. Like people have to get way out of being comfortable. Yes, right? yes. You know, like so you have to get, get way to the out. Side of yeah, it. exactly. There's, yeah, there's like side of this. <laughs> you got to go through it to get to it. Like yeah. there's nothing. There's yes. nothing to it. So I'm not. Yeah, yeah. No, I I will never shy away from this stuff. I appreciate you raising it. I have a lot to reflect on, which is a good, <laughs> healthy sign. The conversation. I hope. I hope you feel like it's been open and no, it's, it's been, been great. Yeah. It's been great. I feel. I I, could, I took a breath once I yeah. approached it. I was like. Okay, I can take a breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because no, I never want to. I never want some. I, I, my, my goal with the show is to make people feel. First of all, you have to feel safe. 
And so yeah. that's why I didn't bring yeah. it up at the beginning. Oh, of course. That's, that's what it was like. How do I? And then you no. get that perfect opportunity. Also, you know, it. I'm not afraid of nothing, man. Like I, I've been doing this a long time. We've been, yeah. You and I both, like we've been through it yeah. and we know what it is to yeah. be targeted and to whatever and to be a voice. Like I, I came to do the work. Like I do what I do with Glitch every day because I know I have a lot to fix. Yeah. And that I have to show it can be fixed. And that's the thing. And that's why I do this because I have to be the model. I have to show that yeah. although this is complicated and whatever, it can be yeah. done and it'll benefit. 100%. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you. Time and have yeah, a good I day. appreciate you so much. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Hashtag Call the Scene podcast. And I'd like to thank all our current sponsors of the podcast and the Hashtag Call the Scene movement. Of course, we strongly encourage everyone to become an individual sponsor of the Hashtag Call the Scene community. Just visit the website at HashtagCallTheScene.com to sign up today. On behalf of everyone here at Hashtag Call the Scene, we'd like to thank you again for listening to today's show and have a wonderful day.